0: Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat.
1: Given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World.
2: Hello, welcome to the Insane Eric Lane ASMR podcast. Broadcasting on site, on location, live from Jacksonville, Florida. This is Pancho Cuero, and we're having some Pumpkin spice, craft macaroni, and cheese. Can, mm. can you taste the spice and the pumpkin? It's, it's very good.
3: Meet me in the shade of the sunshine tree. Pretty little Florida sunshine tree. In the shade of the sunshine tree.
1: was really good. That was really good. I and was, I, I was, I was impressed. Don't encourage it. It was
2: between that or live from Jacksonville. It's yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Saturday night. It is Saturday night, actually. That,
1: that, that was that was that. Well, the best intros I think I've ever had for the podcast. <laughs> actually, yes, indeed. <laughs> so yes, here we're 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 here and we're eating our pumpkin spice mac and cheese, which mm. I got my my um craft mac and cheese. Pumpkin spice thing. So, we had first Mrs. Pancho. She was the first one to taste it,
2: <laughs> and I, it was pretty good actually. And she actually liked it. She, she says,
1: "Yeah." And then I had my son taste it, and he said it was
2: pretty good too. And that's the macaroni and cheese sewer Mm-hmm. That's
1: right. And I'm finishing up mine. I'm. It's actually not bad at all. It's a shame that Kraft only put out a thousand boxes.
2: I I I was one of one of a thousand boxes that we get to taste tonight. Yeah, that is uh, that's a treat. That's a treat. Oh yeah. So um, you're going to do the whole podcast with us this time, right? (laughs) I'm I'm here for the long haul. For the long haul. From uh, broadcasting from a casa de Pancho Guerro. And
1: we're it's the Guerro household coming to you (laughs) right here in person from Florida, and I managed to get to Florida without any incident. With TSA or COVID or anything like that,
2: so I'm 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 here. So the easy part's done with. Yeah. The hard part is going to be getting through a week of Florida.
1: The hard part is going to be sneaking back into Pennsylvania. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but so our our first story, okay, has a little Christmas theme to it because you know we're coming off of Christmas and i noticed that you've got a lovely christmas tree here in Pancho's house so um we have a story here of um well one guy that really loved christmas so much it was almost considered illegal you might say oh right yeah you see this wisconsin state patrol trooper pulls over this guy because his entire car was covered in christmas lights trooper tells the guy that she appreciated his creativity but what he was doing was against the law. It bans, quote, any color of light other than white or amber on the front of the car. Now, according to this Facebook comment by somebody who says that they're the driver's dad, the trooper, let the guy off without a warning. Which is, I guess, nice. But I guess instead of lights, maybe a better idea is to just wrap your car in garland.
2: <laughs> you know? I, I know a, a few girls at work that can hear this message that over-decorate. <laughs> uh, From the <this> season,
1: <laughs> or maybe they could just switch out the blue window wash with eggnog. You know, I, I don't know.
2: Uh, that's a shameful that, waste of eggnog. Yeah, it would be. I I like the eggnog. Uh,
1: frankly, the car really shouldn't have been decked out with Christmas lights. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, let's just be happy the driver wasn't lit.
2: Ooh, yeah. No, you get there's too many of those down here. We get mostly lit drivers. Um, down here, too much coquito this time of the year. <laughs> you know what lit is, you know it's when young the young people say when someone's drunk. That's the new
1: term now. You know, so. and, and based on the behavior of the average Packers fan, I'm always assuming people in,
2: in Wisconsin are pretty much wasted. <laughs> I, I thought that term has turned into lit af at this <laughs> point.
1: <but>. <laughs> 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 right. So so then. In, in the same um, vein, I guess, uh, let's let you talk about this woman who gets herself in, arrested in Florida because she attacks her sister with her Christmas ornament.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, so we've reached this point of the Christmas season, um, I guess. And, and we are just at a close there. But I kind of like to think that the Christmas season at least goes until the new year. Um, we've got a 55-year-old woman named Shirley Rogers in Oxford, Florida, Uh, go figure right (laughs) Uh, maybe we could pay her a visit and record this on on location that would be nice Um, now she was arguing with her boyfriend around 2am when her sister tried to intervene and that backfired because Shirley grabbed the nearest Christmas decoration and hit her sister with it it's it's described in the police report as a quote unquote beaded cone tree used for decoration (laughs) now Shirley was arrested for misdemeanor battery. I mean, geez, the holidays are clearly a little unconventional with these two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, with, with these sisters, you get a Christmas card in the mail, and that says "seasons beating." Seasons Beatings. <laughs> I like that. So, she she got. I mean, I think she got a little bit unlucky mm-hmm. when she was charged with battery during the holiday season, right? It, because usually, when you get something for Christmas, it never includes batteries. Never does. You always go go get your own. You know that but um most phones have
1: got a good battery and most phones have got a good screen until you crack one. Oh yeah you ever, you ever you're you embarrassed embarrassed by a crack a phone screen Is that i one?
2: i it bugs me more than anyone else I,
1: yeah i'm not embarrassed by it i just think it's annoying frankly. yes yeah you know and really as much as you pay for cell phones it's ridiculous you know and and then especially if you crack your phone screen and you know how much they charge sometimes to repair a oh cracked phone screen yeah, i've
2: been there before
1: yeah you're better off buying a brand new phone you know it's it's, it's crazy so i mean it's 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 really stupidly expensive i guess you could call that a word but it means a lot of us are walking around with cracked phone screens i mean some of us walk around cracked period but that's a <laughs> totally different altogether thing but anyway um If it's common, maybe some people are embarrassed and maybe some people aren't. But according to this survey, 47% of people say it's embarrassing to have a cracked phone screen. Do you think that would affect your um, reputation or your self-worth, I wonder?
2: Uh, Well, considering the fact that my wife for years told me I needed to get a phone case and I refused (laughs) to... get a uh-huh. phone case because I was better than that mm. and it just looks better and it feels better in my hand without it being bulky and then I dropped it one time and it cracked yeah it is it Yes, that, I did feel like that did hinge so, a little bit on my character. It, right. So do you try to hide your, your cracked screen then when something, If you're showing your phone to somebody? Oh, I don't want to show my phone because it's cracked. <laughs> maybe, maybe the first time coming home after cracking it and <laughs> <laughs> trying to hide it from no, Mrs. Poncho.
1: 37% try to hide their cracked screen when they're not in public, and 42% say they're embarrassed to go on a first date if their phone screen is cracked. Would so that... That wouldn't bother me. I don't think we're we'll going on a date.
2: I don't think so. I, I think... No, I could be wrong here. I get the impression... I see more ladies with cracked phone screens than guys.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, so maybe if I, if I saw a girl with a cracked phone screen, I would just know that she's someone who probably just needs a little extra care and attention.
1: I just think maybe somebody has to be a little too narcissistic to have worrying about a cracked phone screen, you know. But a third of the people say they have cut their finger
2: on a cracked phone oh, screen. Oh, Wow. That's uh, huh. isn't that crazy? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm thinking like just like a fillet straight down. Like, oh yeah. I, now, w- w- would you watch a TV that had a crack just right down the middle for a long time, or would Pro- you? Uh, probably not. Yeah, I, I think that's why most people probably don't like. Some, I think a lot of people actually use their phone as TV more than no. TV and in a lot of. I wouldn't even
1: drive down the road with a cracked windshield. Some people even do that, you know. I don't know why, but this cracked driver, okay. He gets away from two car, carjackers, okay, and goes back and runs them over. you gotta, you got to talk oh. about this thing.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. So we really don't have um, any context for this video beyond just the video itself. But we do know that it's some insane instant revenge. TMZ posted this video of two guys on a scooter trying to carjack someone as they pull out of a driveway in Morel- Morelia, Mexico. They point a gun, but the driver manages to speed off. That's not the end, though, because while the carjackers are getting back onto their scooter, the driver kicks his car in reverse and then runs them over. <laughs> it's a wild-looking crash, but the guys both manage to survive because they get up and start running down the street.
1: Yeah. I mean, imagine, you know, you are that person, okay, and, and you just you know what, I'll take care of these carjackers. I'll run them over.
2: You know, <laughs> well, yeah. uh, just uh, like uh, about a year ago, we had a, a car just down the street uh, sideswiped someone else's car as they're pulling out of a Target parking lot. The other car decided to tail them, drove speeding, chasing after this other car. Drove over the the big bridge that that you uh, saw when we were driving into right. to our our right. house here, mm-hmm. and uh, they're swerving in and out of traffic, trying to swerve into one another. The the person who was hit or sideswiped when someone tried to, to ditch the scene. Right. Turn into a high-speed chase between the two of them where one of them finally got hit in the corner, swerved across the median, flipped, and ended up passing away. And that whole... We, we, we couldn't uh, get out at all. I think it was actually uh, Mrs. Poncho's birthday. <laughs> she was working. I had finally gotten in from home after three hours sitting in traffic because the whole road was closed down, and I had to take a long way around. And then we were planning on going out to get dinner for her birthday and it took another 2 hours to just pull back around and go what would normally take 15 minutes. Well, at least you didn't lose it like Tom Cruise. <laughs> that's uh, that's true. Well, uh, he well, is prone to losing it almost more often than Mel Gibson. Have you seen
1: the whole thing about Tom Cruise this whole thing?
2: I mean, I've I've seen bits.
1: I mean, this is this is crazy. Tom is currently filming his Mission Impossible 7 in London dead serious about the whole covid 19 protocols now i mean i i understand i mean there was there was a lot of i mean we went into a hardware store today and you couldn't walk into the front door there's you know what four foot by four foot sign talking about you have to wear a mask you know but this guy lost it completely he sees two crew members standing less than six feet apart goes postal and he let it he let them have it big time somebody actually recorded his tirade He says, if I see you doing it again, you're effing gone. And if anybody in this crew does it, that's it. And you too, and you too, and you, and don't you even effing do it again. I mean, Tom wasn't concerned about his own movie, but about the entire film industry. He says they're back in Hollywood making movies right now because of us. We're creating thousands of jobs, you mother effers. That's not it. No apologies. You can tell to you can you can tell it to the people that are losing their effing homes because our industry is shut down. We are not shutting this effing movie down. You understood? If I see it again, you're effing gone.
2: I, I guess it is true that Tom Cruise does pull his own stunts. He does. <laughs> He does.
3: You're back here in Hollywood making movies right now because of us. Because they believe in us and what we're doing. And they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs. I don't ever want to see it again. Ever. And if you don't do it, you're fired. And anyone on this crew does it. That's it. And you too. And you too. That's it. No apologies. You can tell it to the people that are losing their homes because our industry is shut down. It's not going to put food on their table, or pay for their college education. That's what I sleep with every night. So I'm sorry, I'm beyond your apologies. I have told you, and now I want it. And if you don't do it, you're out! We are not shutting this f***ing movie down! Is it understood? If I
1: see it again, you're gone. I haven't seen Tom this mad since he what tried to get on the rides at Six Flags.
2: <laughs> I actually ran into him in Disney World one time. Did you That's really? Not a joke.
1: Oh wow! And you almost missed him because you just looked right over the top of him. Right? <laughs> yeah, he was—he was not a big dude. Yeah, yeah. He's what—what what, three feet two inches tall? I guess. I don't know. I guess the the, the the new Mission Impossible, I guess the, the mission is just trying to get something off the top shelf for Tom, you know? It's like, <laughs> no, but I guess, what do you think about the whole thing with Tom? Do you think he was right to do what he did?
2: Uh, I'm a Florida man. Look, I'm not capable to make these kind of decisions and calls. <laughs> but, well, I mean, George Clooney, I mean, you can tell... Just, I, I mean, George Clooney, I think, seems to think that that tirade was not wrong. Yeah. Um, now, you know, he he thinks that although he's not sure if Tom should have lost his cool, which I would agree with that, uh, he did tell Howard Stern that I understand why he did it. He's not wrong at, at all about that. You know, I just I don't know that I would have done it quite that personally but i don't know all the circumstances so maybe he had it ten or fifteen times before he added i wouldn't have done it that big i wouldn't have uh, you know pulled out people uh, people out You're you're in a position of power and it's tricky right you do have a responsibility for everyone else to uh... well and he's absolutely right about that and you know if the production goes down a lot of people lose their jobs people have to understand that and have to be responsible It's just not my style to, you know, take everybody to task that way. Yeah, so in other words, he agrees with at least what he
1: did. Some people thought he was a little stupid for doing it, and probably he could have used a little more tact, I guess. But looks like Tom Cruise may be losing cast members because of his rants. You know? So five people reportedly walked off the set.
2: Ooh, he's pulled an Ellen.
1: Yeah. So, and the source says the first outburst was big, but things haven't calmed since. Tension has been building for months, and this was the final straw. But Tom just can't take any more of it, all the lengths that they've had to go through to keep filming at all. He's upset. uh, He's upset others. They're not taking it as seriously as he is. In the end, he's the one who carries the can. So Tom is reportedly, I guess, shut down now for the holidays. But I mean, come on, Tom. I mean, these folks are, what, just practicing their Scientology, right? You know, anything negative that happens to them is mental, it can all be corrected by just adjusting their way of thinking, right?
2: <laughs> I, I think that we've been seeing this come for a long time. Yeah. And uh,
1: Hey, just deny there hey, there is no coronavirus and you're immune.
2: That's how this works.
1: <laughs> you heard you heard the joke about the, the, the Baptist and the Catholic and the Scientologist. They all died and, and went to hell. Okay. And so the devil comes up to the Baptist and goes, What do you got to say about being here? And the Baptist, well, he goes, well, you know, I screwed up. I'm here. I, I deserve it, you know. And the Catholic says, yeah, I ain't too worried about it because I got somebody praying me out of here. <laughs> and, and they come to the Scientologist, and the Scientologist says, dude, I ain't even here. <laughs> you
2: know? I, I thought all the Scientologists got beamed up to space after the, the Saturn-Jupiter convergence <laughs> earlier this week oh well, i guess these two guys
1: he oh, yelled at were scared straight so at least somebody in their conversion was straight i guess i don't know <laughs> i think tom was just upset because all the little kids on the set uh thought he was one of santa's elves you know, <laughs> he's like what three feet two inches I think. but definitely definitely that was one act of stupidity that uh everybody definitely uh heard a lot of this uh at least this year anyway but then there's this a school out in San Francisco that decides they want to remove a name from their school because it's offensive.
2: Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nowhere else could this happen other than San Francisco. Of course. And their School Names Advisory Committee. Uh, Now They're recommending that President Abraham Lincoln's name be removed from a local high school because of his treatment of Native Americans, according to the San Francisco Chronicle. Lincoln High School is one of the many schools that the committee contends uh, have problematic names, with others including George Washington what? High School, Herbert Hoover Middle School, and Paul Reve- Revere <laughs> K-8. through Now, committee chairman Jeremiah Jeffries told the Chronicle, the first discussion for Lincoln centered around his treatment of, Native Amer- uh, of First Nation peoples, uh, because that was offered first. Once he met criteria in that way, we did not uh, belabor the point. Among the criticisms of uh, Lincoln relative uh, to Native Americans are constructing the transcontinental railroad which affected their lands and refusing to commute the sentences of 39 Native Americans sentenced to hanging. But Jeffries was also critical of Lincoln, who signed the Emancipation Proclamation for his treatment of black people. Telling the Chronicle that he, quote, like the presidents before him and most after, did not show through policy or rhetoric that black lives ever mattered to them outside of human capital and as casualties of wealth building. <clears throat> now, the criteria the school names committee looked at that would be problematic included being slave owners, known racists, or white supremacists being directly involved in colonization and being connected to human rights or environmental abuses. I
1: think the whole thing about renaming high schools is stupid. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they they had to reach pretty far to to find something wrong with Lincoln
2: yeah I'm thinking that I guess no one's name is uh, gonna be on there
1: yeah I mean what, what what would we be calling high schools anymore if we don't call them after somebody that has done I mean can you imagine all the stuff they could have dug up on
2: anybody John Doe high School and uh, high school for named first name last name John Q public high school I think
1: that's a good enough name John. you know that John Q public high school you know. I mean, if
2: we can only. Either that or every high school going forward is going to be named Obama. (laughs) Bye. Please. Please.
1: No, actually. (laughs) We just we wish we could just be as polite
2: as the Canadians. Actually, come to think of it, I think that Obama would probably think that's a pretty cool name, <laughs> everything called Obama yeah, High. Yeah, he would
1: probably like that, you know, I'm telling you. We wouldn't want to name anything Trump High School, that's for sure, right? God forbid. No,
2: I, I guess, you know, back a, a couple of years ago, Kamala Harris also probably would be okay with naming some schools after her, yes. Kamala High, because Ka- she, quote-unquote, Totally did it back in the day when she was listening to Tupac in the 80s. That's right. Uh Uh-huh. Kamala High. Has an interesting (laughs) ring to it. But
1: actually, talk about the politeness of the Canadians. The only way I guess this crime could have been any more Canadian is if it had involved a hockey stick and somebody singing, My Heart Will Go On. Okay. These two 27-year-old guys breaks into a house in Sarnia, Ontario, smashing the door with a hammer then one of these guys holds the hammer over the people inside demanding the money they owed him but the guys quickly figured out they'd broken into the wrong house okay don't you just hate it when that happens oh yeah you know these people didn't actually owe them any money so they did what any good canadians would do right They
2: apologized.
1: Ooh, sorry, sorry, ooh. And they offered to pay for
2: the damages. They probably had to apologize in both English and And French. French
1: In bilingual. (laughs) So, I mean, we're pretty sure the people in the house didn't really take them up on their offer, and they called the cops. Yeah, both the guys were eventually arrested on several charges, you know?
2: So uh, I put it just into, see, uh, to rehabilitation, I'm sure. Yeah, but well, can you
1: imagine Canadians breaking into your house? Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I didn't. You know,
2: anyway. I, well, I, I do have to say, my if I think about the most ideal burglar, I'd rather have <laughs> coming into my home. It would probably be a couple Canadians. That's right. That's
1: exactly <laughs> it. Oh my gosh. So I see you're sipping on your adult beverage. So uh, and, and, and uh, here's a, here's something. I don't know how much of a fan of Miller High Life you
2: are. I have. Never tried anything, even close. Nothing like that, huh? <laughs> no. Well,
1: you got to tell uh, the story of how, what they're doing now to um, build a remote toast for the end of the New Year.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, obviously everyone loves Miller High Life Oh yes. because it's so much classier than regular Miller. PDR Or Natty Light. <laughs> exactly. Or Coors. So this is the time of the year when Miller High uh, would also be another good name for a high school. <laughs> Uh, high Life, they lean into their slogan, Champagne of Beers. Did you
1: and say that it was Champagne of <laughs> Beers?
2: I've never had it, but you know If I want a beer, I'm not really looking for Champagne anyway. <laughs> um, now, they do this and try to sell their beer in Champagne bottles. Nice. Uh, they're doing that again this year, and they've got a new product, too. Mm-hmm. They're selling pairs of Champagne glasses that are built for remote toasts. The glasses sit on special wood bases that are connected to Wi-Fi. So when you both lift your glass off the base to toast, they light up. Nice. The first batch went on sale for $19.03 and sold out immediately. (laughs) They say their next round will go on sale at mhltoastsfromafar.com. I think you should get you something like that and toast in
1: the new year. That would fit for the Florida man. Yeah, it would It would be perfect. You know, I mean, I think that'd be the first thing we should do. Toast in the New Year with Miller High Life.
2: In, instead of mac and cheese, all you're good. It, that's right. Everybody has a little stupidity in
1: their world. And frankly, I would love to hear about it. Now, if you got a great story from your stupid world, or if you want to respond to one of my stupid stories. Let me hear from you. Contact me at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. Or if you have a question, maybe a comment about something that I've said or that you've heard. Or if you want to tell of some of your own firsthand experiences of stupidity that you've encountered, I'd love to hear from you too. You can record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com. I might even actually use your feedback on an upcoming episode. Of course, if you haven't done so already, and frankly, I fail to see why you haven't, you should follow me on social media, on Facebook, or on Twitter, just by searching out the handle at Insane, (laughs) E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Yes, we are back. And we're we uh, we're we're, we're post Christmas, and and uh, I've we've had our I've I've had my, my uh, pumpkin spice uh, mac and cheese. I've had I've had kale. My my insane Florida nephew Pancho Cuero has convinced me that kale is actually edible.
2: It it is edible yeah. and actually delicious. It's, well, especially
1: when you put all the seasonings and the bacon bits and the apple and the Parmesan cheese.
2: That well, that's true. Uh, it, uh, it's all in the mechanical massaging and yes. chemical breaking down yeah. of the uh, lemon and yeah. the acidity. It works. I, I'm, I'm telling you, you, the the Japanese massage the cows for Kobeachi beef. <laughs> there's something about massaging that this maybe makes your food a little bit ah, a little bit yes. nicer to you when you yes, eat it. Yes, yes, exactly. So, um, all the kids this year
1: for. Christmas was wanting wanting to know if, if Santa Claus is going to make it to their house this year well Santa would be able to visit the coronavirus season um, thanks to Dr. Fauci okay uh, a six-year-old kid from Paxton uh, or his name is Paxton from Geneva or Geneva Illinois he, he was wanting to know this will Santa be able to still visit me in coronavirus season he was asking this on a cnn sesame street town hall we've now come to the point we've now had to bring in sesame street for cnn viewers okay and he's like what if he can't go to anybody's house near his reindeer or near his reindeer luckily for children everywhere the nation's top infectious disease specialist was on the case i took care of that for you because i was worried that you'd all be upset said dr anthony fauci and so what i did was a little while ago i took a trip up there to the north pole i went there and i vaccinated santa claus myself I measured his levels of immunity, and he's good to go. Fauci added that he can come down the chimney, he can leave the presence, he can leave, and you can have nothing to worry about. Doesn't that make you feel so much better now that Dr. Fauci has vaccinated Santa Claus?
2: I I see. So what you're saying, Fauci, is that when we get vaccinated, we can actually go back to normal, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, wait, no, that's not what he was Maybe saying, not. was he? No, I
1: guess no. after all those years of milk and cookies, there's really nothing you could do
2: about Santa's cholesterol either. You know? I, was, I was just going to say, he definitely sounds like a guy who's got pre-existing <laughs> conditions. I mean, I'm not saying that
1: he suffered any side effects, but Santa's nose is now reindeer's, or redder than Rudolph's reindeer nose.
2: <laughs> Am I the only one that... When when hearing about this, I was imagining Santa being vaccinated live on air like the nurse. Yeah. And just passing out completely yeah,
1: completely passing out.
2: And then having all social media silence for the next week as that, that the kids would panic. Pretty much traumatized every single kid in, in in the rest of the country. It might actually drive them to start drinking. Yes.
1: Absolutely. Actually, um we got New Year's coming up here and I know that you are uh gonna celebrate New Year's and Every state will be having their own form of celebration for New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure more and more people will be getting blitzed on New Year's Eve. So why don't you talk about what each state would be drinking for this? Oh,
2: yes. Well, on Blitzen uh, (laughs) is the the last reindeer that's going to be coming by this year. (laughs) Uh, Now, New Year's, it's a little different with more people getting blitzed at home this year in general uh so what will you be sipping in your living room when midnight hits? Well probably if I'm with you I'm
1: gonna be you gonna have me sip some of your whiskey
2: uh, well I've got some wild turkey 101 for you right here uh, that's what all that's what Pancho's going to be having for New year <laughs> now uh, a study looked at the most uniquely popular New Year's drinks uh, in all 50 states not including beer so only wine champagne and cocktails here's what they found. Mm. Champagne is the top drink in 21 states, mm. including most of the East Coast, like Pennsylvania and Florida, and a lot of the states out west. And Connecticut is Prosecco, which is basically the same thing. Yeah. Uh, number two, we've got frozen daiquiris are also the top drink in five states. I would imagine these have to be in the South, but we've got Ooh. Maine, uh, this is Mississippi, yep. Rhode Island, Alabama, and Indiana. Three, we've got Amaretto Sour in four states. Kentucky, uh, we've got Miz, uh, Missouri. Missouri. So, yeah, New Mexico and West Virginia. I've never
1: had Amaretto Sour.
2: sour. Uh, it's all right. It's yeah. a little bit too sweet for my liking. Um, any, well, then again, I'm drinking yeah. Wild Turkey
1: 101. It tastes like burnt straight.
2: rubber. I, actually, that's, that is a good acquired taste. <laughs> Ooh, if It's it's good stuff if it tastes like burnt rubber. Uh, number four, Vodka Cranberry is number one. And Iowa... And um, Nebraska and Oklahoma. Lemon Drops are first in Arizona. Arkansas. Or Arkansas. I'm not even thinking there. And uh, North Dakota. And Palamos are first in Idaho and Oregon. I've never heard of some of these drinks. I've actually never heard of a Palamos. Yeah. Um, no, number five here, we've got 12 states that have a favorite drink that didn't place first anywhere else. In New Hampshire, Margaritas. Hmm. Uh, in Utah, we've got mimosas. Mm. In Wisconsin, mulled wine. You ever had mulled wine? I I have actually. I've had some some. Uh, I I can't remember the name, but it's like a German warm. But you have to wine. drink it while
1: it's hot because when it starts yeah. getting warm, who wants warm wine?
2: It is well, yeah. I guess it's like coffee. It's it's lukewarm is an undrinkable temperature yeah. for pretty much anything. I other like mulled water. Water wine. Um, now we've also got uh, Hawaii. Hawaii has rum and coke. Yeah. Uh, our, uh, Alaska. Alaska has screwdrivers. We've got Montana with tequila sunrise, hmm. and Ohio with gin fizz. I've heard of gin fizz. Uh, it's a uh, well, at least the gin tonic is good.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, Vermont whiskey sour. South Dakota kamikazes. Wow. And Wyoming white Russians. <laughs> Delaware New Year's sparklers, wow. and L.A. the sazerac. That's a lot. That's Louisiana. So, I, I thought LA was also just Molly. Yeah, well, that's true. Right, right. Of course, it's
1: uh, they, they, what what uh, Sazerac? It's a what, co- cognac and uh, abs absinthe drink. It's big in New Orleans, similar to the. I've never heard of this stuff.
2: No, I, I mean I do like absinthe. so yeah. that's so.
1: I, I'm sorry, but I, I just I mean I, I stick with wine. You know, that's uh, I I don't I don't really sample all the various different drinks, but. I didn't realize there were that many alcoholic beverages out uh-huh. there, you know. I'm telling you, well, uh, this guy wasn't worried, worried about his alcohol. He was more concerned about his porno. <laughs> this guy, this guy, man, I bet Christmas was awkward at this guy's house this year, okay? This dude is 42 years old. His name is David Working. lives in Grand Haven, Michigan, okay? And he made the news a few years ago when he called the cops on his parents for throwing away his massive pornography collection. Forty two years old, okay? And truly said that, I guess, for working work, working's jerking. You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah,
1: okay. Well, he had moved back into his parents' house in 2016 after a divorce. Did I say the guy was 42 years old? Ooh. Okay. The the next summer, he moved then to Muncie, Indiana. And so he was expecting his parents to ship him his 12 boxes of porno. <laughs> and adult toys, oh, my. but they threw them out instead. Okay, so His dad, Paul, writes him in an email. He says, frankly, David, I did you a big favor by getting rid of all this stuff. So what does he do? Sues his parents, okay? And the district court in Michigan just ruled in his favor. Ooh. Can you believe this? And so he has until February to decide how much he wants to ask in damages? Now he estimates the collection was worth twenty-five thousand dollars in pornography. Now you're getting into this Bitcoin thing. Maybe you're in the wrong investment.
2: <laughs> I, I, I should have been investing in porno. Oh long. yeah.
1: Well, listen. His lawyer says some of the things were actually irreplaceable. I never thought of finding something irreplaceable in porno before. Can you imagine suing your parents over throwing at one? I don't know. The whole thing is completely messed up. I
2: I think the publicity that he's putting on himself is probably punishment enough.
1: (laughs) Talk about being stressful
2: for everybody, you
1: know what I'm saying? Right?
2: I mean, imagine just how pent up that he is. (laughs) (laughs) You know. But, no,
1: actually, it was a stressful (laughs) year for sure in 2020. That's for sure. (laughs) If you think his parents have it bad,
2: just just Man. Just look at the blue balls. <laughs> 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 I can't believe that. So there, I, I, there was... I have to. Admit, I got a good laugh. <laughs> I got a good laugh reading about that one earlier. Well, this 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 is a survey about the stressful year of 2020. You can talk about. that Oh, I could talk about this. I haven't. Uh, most of my stress happened before the the lockdown here. Yeah. Uh, whenever I was I was gearing up to become a, a father. And ever since then, I've, I've had, I've actually had a lot of good blessings, and I've been thankful. Um, however, it has been a pretty stressful year, and I, I get that for sure. Now, is there anyone out there who didn't find this septic tank of a year stressful other than me? Yeah. Um, and, and, and Mrs. Poncho. I think she's in, in the same boat with right, me right. here. Well, we've got a full two-thirds of us who have a personal crisis have had a personal crisis at some point this year i I know a couple oh, yeah. i know i know i know two-thirds people uh, like that as well oh yeah um and, and seven here uh seven of the ten americans now say that 2020 has left them feeling defeated Ugh. here are the five most stressful things about this year according to this poll All right. number one uh, you guessed it it's the stress of covid 19 in general that's right um it's like someone who just says they've got general anxiety. That's right. Uh, and you're like, uh huh, yeah. That's that's I think pretty everybody to a degree, right? Now number two, not being able to enjoy things you used to do, like going to bars and movies. Yeah, that is kind of COVID nineteen related, that's but right. okay. Or just uh, getting on a plane. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, well, but a lot of people just find that stressful anyway. Right. No, number three, the presidential election. Oh, yeah, God. that's that's, uh, that's definitely I mean, it's, been... It's,
1: it's still going on. I know,
2: it is. <laughs> uh, it's been, gosh, that's been the most hectic uh, set of circumstances I think I've ever seen. Number four, having to change up your day-to-day routine because of COVID. All the time. All of this is COVID-related, huh? Uh, five, spending so much time stuck inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. True. It's, uh well, I've been enjoying working from home, having a baby that I can sleep in until 10 minutes before I have to log in to work with. That's nice. And uh, seeing him grow up there. And then I get a little extra yard work done since I just don't have to take that, that nice traffic uh, Commute. Driven, to mute yes. to and from. Um, now, we've got, got misinformation about the virus that also made the top 10 here. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so did the constant barrage of news we got thanks to the 24-hour news cycle. All the time, every day. You might say, it's the end of the years we know it.
1: That's great, it starts with an outbreak.
0: Wuhan, China is the place. And this year's crap right out the gate. Iran shoots down a plane, Aussie koalas burn. Donald Trump impeached, Kobe Bryant, R. I. B. Billy Eilish, Grammys, poor Tom Hanks, Adele's no longer fatter, Kim Jong-un died, Nova Life, Mahomes on fire, MVP of the big game, and the 2020 Oscar goes to Parasite. News of murder, Hornets made us worry, we got teary, losing Alex Trebek. Screen by screen protesters hassle Trump Taser, stop, when George Floyd was slain by white men Lo, Super Bowl, Kardashians Fly the coop, and Becky screwed in a cell What the hell? QAnon crazy spread conspiracies Yeah, like to capture Butt with what will I wipe? Wipe the imbecilic idiotic mask fights My rights and Mike Pence's fly It's the end of the year as we know it It's the end of the year as we know it It's the end of the year as we know it It flew right by Lakers return to power L.A. Dodgers champagne shower Watch the west coast burn While the kids distance learn Mass still not being worn Pure cleaning, quarantining Carol Baskin, we all hate Meghan Harry escape Royal scandal, what's their motive? Left town, no crown Kanye, will you hush, hush, please no Brady changes gear, buccaneers Biden wins, it appears It's fraudulent, he will let the president still cry Voter fraud assertions filed by conservatives The courts decline It's the end of the year as we know it it's the end of the year as we know it, it's the end of the year as we know it, it blew right by. Vaccine in the nick of time Ocean spray, Cranberry sky, Black Panther dies WAP made us all sweat Tom Cruise's COVID rant Virtual parties, TikTok meetings on Zoom The most pathetic and crap-tastic Never-ending soul-crushing year of our lives It's the end of the year as we know it It's the end of the year as we know it It's the end of the year as we know it year, we know it. it flew right by
2: I'm, I'm just glad that Tom Cruise's rant made the made the, the list for yeah. the song there. Yeah.
1: Uh, like, I, I mean, there's a lot of things that made the song. I, I'd forgotten <laughs> all about the whole, uh, you know, uh, Carol Baskin
2: phrase. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know?
1: But a lot of phrases, though, we want to forget about.
2: Yeah, you know, that's, that's on any given day for me.
1: Uh, yeah, what... Well, what would what would be your phrase, okay? I'm going to read some of these off. There's dozens of new phrases that came into our lives this past year, okay? I'm not sure if I really want to keep any of them, but Karen. I like Karen. Yeah, no, know? I think Karen's a classic. Yeah. I mean, but this new poll asked people what words and phrases from 2020 they'd love to never have to hear again, and the top answers are related to the pandemic, which includes social distancing.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you like that word? No, I don't like that. <laughs> I hate that word. Yeah, the new normal. Get away from me. The new normal. It's the new normal, people. You know, or the word bubble, or unprecedented times. <laughs>
2: We live in a <laughs> I th- I, think, I think that that's probably Mrs. Poncho. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the COVIDians. COVIDians. Okay. Oh, man. Yep. This sounds like the, uh, you know, feeding Gatorade to your plants because they need the electrolytes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and I'm happy to throw in things like mask knee. You know, I haven't had mask knee yet. Okay. I'm. I'm you know oh,
2: wait, no, I can get... Yeah, I've never... No, yeah. I don't... You know what
1: maskne is, right? I can,
2: I can put that, like, acne from the mask. Yeah, right, right, right. right. And then, then there
1: is the, the the quarantine. We're a quarantine here now, quarantine. okay? <laughs> uh, I didn't like that one at all. Zoom bombing.
2: I'm so glad I haven't heard, like, half
1: of these. Yeah, anti-masker, and, of course, Rona. Rona. You know, so... But, uh, yeah, those are phrases I don't think I, I want to hear anymore, okay? F- f- you know, but there's a guy, though... That um, we found that they exhumed many, many a year who died many years ago. He probably doesn't want to hear the word grasshopper. You <laughs> oh can take this because you like I, this story. Yeah,
2: I loved it. This is uh, my favorite story. I think on the on the list here. So we've got a bloke who died of constipation a thousand years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Just gotta get that out quickly before <laughs> before I can't get through the rest. What did of the he story. die of constipation? <laughs> When did he die? Irregularity. He died of irregularity. I guess not enough. I guess there's not a lot of fiber. He didn't eat his kale.
0: He
3: didn't eat.
2: (laughs) I guess there's not a lot of fiber. Yeah. And grasshoppers, uh, because he gobbled on nothing but grasshoppers for months before his death. Now this uh, unnamed man had been ch- chowing down on the critters until he got so severely blocked up that he died. This would be bad. A thousand years ago, all you could live on is the grasshoppers, you know? This honestly sounds like a story that I would, <laughs> I would make up to tell my wife. <laughs> he got so severely blocked up that he... Died yeah, from gra- overeating um, grasshoppers. It's uh, well, scientists have been experimenting on the mummified remains. This is uh, this is probably to help the the future constipation. Yes, and great. Okay. Anybody else wants to try this stunt? <laughs> uh, now they've been so they've been experimenting with the mummified remains of this hungry fellow who died an estimated one thousand to fourteen hundred years ago in Texas. Wow. The starving Native American had contracted. Oh dang it! I'm going to be canceled now. <laughs> Yeah, um, um, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. He had contracted Chagas disease, live science reported, which is caused by a parasite blocking up his gastrointestinal system. Ooh, that does not sound that, that's good. That's painful. That sounds actually a lot worse. Uh, now, his colon would have swollen up to six times the usual wow. size, which is usually when someone is unable to digest properly and becomes malnourished. Wow. Oh, man. It almost reminds me of an inguinal hernia. <laughs> if you've ever uh, wow, don't Google image search inguinal hernia. We'll just say that. Yeah. Um, only men can get that, okay. and it's when your intestines just kind of drop into a. Uh, well. Just drop out. They they drop out into a, a sac. Yeah. That uh that that. The hanging down things. The hanging down things. Okay. <laughs> well, imagine if you have a grapefruit size there wow. of. Uh, wow. That, that almost. Uh, well, let's oof. just
1: say you've got some pretty big balls to say something like that.
2: <laughs> well, this is at least in the nick of time because I was thinking about picking up uh, you know, chowing and binging on on grasshoppers. Chocolate covered grasshoppers, maybe. I, I I I've actually I've I've, seen that. I've done some cricket cricket meal. Uh, yeah before as well with things now. Uh, But, hey, say what you want, but a grasshopper can be very filling.
1: Yeah, yeah, very much so. Well, of course, um, actually it's a good thing you were talking about this thing too because I was actually kind of wanting to, you know, after I had my kale, I could binge on grasshoppers now.
2: We, We do have these really big like kind of crunchy locusts. I mean, they're about the size of
1: Uh uh-huh yeah they're about four inches long
2: yeah that's about right yeah about a couple inches tall that's okay i'm not
1: i'm not prepared to be john the baptist and have my locusts and wild honey as of quite yet but there is a texas high school student though who was not worried about his constipation or his grasshoppers but he was worried about COVID 19 to the point that he couldn't take his final exam unless he had to come in a hazmat suit
2: okay Sounds like uh, what could have been someone's Christmas and Thanksgiving.
1: I don't know, but I guess his family said the district wasn't doing enough to protect the students. So this guy lives in Houston. He's a teenager named Mason Kalkofen shows up to Springwood's high school's campus in a full hazmat suit okay because the school mandated virtual learners to take their had to take their exams in person on the on the campus at the school he says i'm having to go in in a hazmat school that's what he tells a tv station ktrk he said that way i can protect my family now kakalfin's mom margarita said that she is at a high risk of serious complications if she contracts COVID. i don't want to get sick Margarita Kalkoffin said, I don't want to end up in the hospital. I don't want my husband to end up in a hospital because the school district doesn't care. The family said they asked the school to allow the teenager to take the exam virtually, but the request was refused. They said that multiple letters had been sent home informing families of positive coronavirus cases at the school. Now, Spring Branch Independent School District said officials offered family multiple testing options like the option of the student testing alone in a room with only one proctor present where the PPE, but the family refused all options. Now, the district said the Texas Education Agency guidelines call for students to take exams in person with a proctor present. Total enrollment at Springwoods High is 20, or 2,064 students. The total number of COVID cases at the school so far is 25, with 17 students and eight employees reporting positive that's like one percent or so of the springwoods high school students that reported testing positives at the district so the high school previously halted all in-person learning for two weeks in september when 12 positive cases of the virus were reported at the school in a single week so i guess whenever i was in high school i, I think i wore a hazmat suit for exams also but in those days of course it was just a fashion statement see so hazmat suits probably should be a standard issue for all high school students you know because when you're wearing one it's impossible to get a wedgie that way
2: <laughs> that's true I, know, I i would also think that you would be uh, probably cast to the uncool table though of course, coming in with one of, of those. course you know so
1: but you know with, with, with my high school i mean anything is possible but but here's something though that would make you smile about what one high school some high school teams were doing over in pennsylvania
2: Oh, yeah, so this is up in your neck of the woods, uh, at least uh, uh, closer than... Chippewa Township. Chippewa Township. Um, This might make you smile here. We've got in Pennsylvania, Chippewa Township. Teens have been installing dozens of inflatable snowmen that stand 18 feet (laughs) tall throughout the town. So far, there were nearly 40 Frosty the Snowman inflatables installed in Highland Meadows a single-family home development in Monaco, Pennsylvania. Monaca, Oh, Manaca. Man- yeah. Uh, no, that's just north of Pittsburgh. It, it, or
1: Pittsburgh, the, as they like to say.
2: <laughs> now, the, the massive decorations were placed in various front yards since Thanksgiving. The identity of the teens is unclear, but they reportedly wear Buddy the Elf and Reindeer <laughs> costumes and play Christmas music from a van while they install their decorations. Recent social media posts show that the community has attracted lines of cars at night, checking out all the giant snowmen. Do you
1: think you could be get away with something like that here in Florida? Someone just see- sneaking into people's yards and blowing up 18 feet snow- snowmen?
2: Oh, well, I mean, we could, but we would also could get shot. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Or accidentally stumble upon a drug deal and then get shot. That would be... Yeah, that's depending on what part of of yeah. Jackson.
1: No, no, here in here in Florida, where where I am right now, though they don't have eighteen foot snowmen, they have pythons that people are eating. Have you heard about this?
2: Uh, actually, there is a restaurant down the street we could get python. Are if You, you want. serious? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I'm serious. Oh my
1: gosh! I've oh. eaten
2: rattlesnake there before.
1: So antelope, kangaroo. Maybe. Well, look, we've had our pumpkin spice mac and cheese. Let's go for some python. Oh, a, a
2: nice New Year's python.
1: Yeah. Why not? Why don't you talk about this?
2: <laughs> well, the predator might soon become the prey in Florida. If scientists. Well, if if. Pancho, Guero, and, uh, and St. Eric Lane stay down here together. Yes, that's right. um, scientists can come up and uh, confirm that Burmese pythons, an extremely invasive species in the Everglades, are safe to eat for us. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission is collaborating with the Florida Department of Health to investigate the mercury levels in pythons to determine if they can be safely consumed. If so, the snakes may soon end up on a restaurant menus and dinner tables across the state. Yummy. Pythons are non-venomous constrictors, primarily found in the South Florida area, where they have posed a serious risk to native wildlife in the region. Now, the snake is not native to the state. It began appearing in the Everglades in the 1980s when it was likely introduced uh, as an escaped or released pet, kind of wow. like the lionfish that we have down here. Oh, yeah. And, um, now, the FWC encourages residents to remove and humanely kill pythons, when they can at any time during the year, and to promote any sightings to officials. That, that's why whenever I see one show up in my yard, I, I, I tell them to look at the rabbits on the other side while I pull out my, my uh, <laughs> revolver. revolver, and yeah. I shoot them twice in the, in the back of the right. head there. So Just... would you eat a python? Oh, absolutely! Are you kidding? I've already eaten the rattlesnake, and I yeah. think a python would.
1: Would, now, Mrs. I would, would Mrs. Poncho I eat a python? Told,
2: oh, I bet I could convince. No, her. she's I, not. <laughs> I can convince Mrs. How would Poncho. you cook a python? I, I, with that one, I'm not sure, but I think a grill might be a pretty good way to eat a python. I don't know.
1: I know people that like... everything it.
2: tastes good on a grill. Well, of course. And, and and the grill. I said that I was. I, I didn't have. Yes, I've got a grill coming. That's right. That'd be the first thing you cook. Serve some grilled python and feed it to your mother. I could, hey, there we go. See all if right. she
1: knows what it is. <laughs>
2: you know? I do have a black snake, at least in the yard, but that—that that is all the pests. I like yeah. that guy. He's, he's a good friend. Oh, he's hey, a good look. roommate.
1: Well, I tell you, the nice thing is now you can enjoy the python in the comfort of your own home because this holiday you can serve your family honey-baked python.
0: Woo! This Christmas, forget the boring old ham. Instead, serve your family a honey-baked snake. Mmm. Wait, you said steak, right? Nope. Honey-baked snake is the tasty, meaty entree that's taking over Florida. It's the invasive species that's invading my taste buds. Some honey-baked snakes even come with a surprise.
2: Hey, Paul, this one's got a honey-baked gator inside of it.
0: And unlike honey-baked hams, you don't order by the pound, you order by the foot. I'm ignoring all CDC guidelines on the size of family gatherings, so I'll need to feed about 20 people. I think a 10-footer ought to do it. Man, I'm going to have to add a lot of leaves in my dining room This Christmas, make a holiday meal no one will ever, ever, ever forget with a honey-baked snake.
1: It's the meal that's fit for a Florida man. Well, a, a snake would definitely keep you... Far enough away from somebody that's, uh, you know, to practice your six foot distance. Okay, now you've just added a ring doorbell for your home
2: security uh, and a floodlight camera. And a back, floodlight yeah. camera. Yeah. Well,
1: you've heard of Simply Safe. I have. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the home security company. They've created an ugly Christmas sweater with an alarm that goes off if you get closer than six feet so you can use that instead of a snake to scare people off i guess they posted this this uh instructions on how to make this uh this thing on online on the youtube thing on how you can make your very own simply safe covid sweater the holidays are here unfortunately so is the pandemic remind your family you're happy to see them but happier six feet apart the Simply Safe Social Distancing Sweater. Happy holidays to all. And to all a simply safe night.
2: Honey, can you at least take the sweater off during
1: <laughs>
2: during sex? <laughs> yeah. Well, this version of
1: this of this holiday sweater features <laughs> festive snowflakes, knitted locks that are outfitted with a flashing light alarm system. So the sweater uh, supposedly goes off with flashing lights and that screeching noise if you get closer than six feet. So Simply Safe's motion-detecting sweater is a prototype not exactly being sold to the public right now, but the company is publishing a detailed list of instructions on how you can actually install the alarm system in your sweater of your choice, which would include a set of LED lights, a speaker, a battery pack, safe wiring, and much more. So go to your next office party wearing your Ugly sweater with a alarm system that goes off. I
2: I would actually love to install this in someone else's sweater just to see what would happen when they're trying to figure out what's happening and it's going off. I would
1: love that myself. Just have that (laughs) thing go. Or when
2: you're standing against the wall and it's going off and you're like, I don't know what to do. So, so if you show up with a um, with, with a simply safe sweater, I I'm gonna walk towards you as you keep walking backwards because you're <laughs> afraid of the six feet thing until all of a sudden you're backed up against the wall and then you can't go anywhere and when you face the wall the, the it, thing's going it it all and, off That's and uh, right. you'll be trapped
1: great, stupid, great, stupid, great,
2: world.
1: your dog took your spot
2: so he's after you to right. do that
1: so now, this is, the, this is the segment that I would normally be talking to you anyway. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, you haven't seen the script yet, right?
2: I No, so this one I have not.
1: Now, right. So, I'm going to show you the script. Right. I'm going to show you the script right now, and I'm going to let you just start this off. Well, I'll actually start this off, but I'll, I'll let you see the thing, all right? Oh, goodness. Right. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's written into the plot. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, this is the debate that over Christmas everybody loves to hate is Die Hard a, Christ- a holiday film the action takes place during a Christmas party Bruce Willis's character is attending but the star has previously weighed in with his opinion that no that doesn't make it a Christmas flick. It turns out America largely agrees with him. In the new YouGov survey 44% of 1500 adults polled and say nope Okay, 34% say it is Okay, now for what it's worth, the riot of the film is uh, with the latter Camp. Uh, among those who've uh, actually seen the movie, the margin is 51% on the Not a Christmas Movie side, 39% on the Oh Yes It Is side.
2: <clears throat> okay? I'd like to see how those surveys were conducted.
1: <laughs> so, so, for those that don't like Bruce Willis, Die Hard is actually a horror movie. Yeah, there you go. See? And for what it's worth, there is not one scene where John McCain shares an eggnog with the terrorists. I just want to see. okay. So, but you 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 uh, just, you differ with the uh, the results of the survey?
2: I just want an excuse to watch Die Hard again. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I mean, what what is your feeling on
2: the whole thing? Do you actually think it is a Christmas movie? I just like to troll. Oh, okay. All right, so you really
1: don't have an opinion.
2: Uh, I, just, I I like Die
1: Hard. Okay, that's right. my opinion. Well, all right, there you go. Well, may, may, maybe this will settle the dispute over whether this is a Christmas movie or not, but I think we can all agree this is not what I would envision
2: as fast food. <laughs> have you seen this? <laughs> so, I actually have not seen this one. Oh, wait a minute. No. I have seen this. So McDonald's is, is selling a sandwich made of Spam, topped with crushed Oreo Yummy. cookies in China. And it's, and, 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 well, hey, if it's Chinese Oreo cookies, that might be a little bit, little bit of a dare in itself. <laughs> um, no more than Spam is. And, and an attention-grabbing move here. It's raised eyebrows. So imagine, right? Bun. Yeah. Oreo cookies. Uh-huh. Spam. Bun. They're also
1: adding mayonnaise in there, too, I understand.
2: Oh, okay. Well, you need some cream, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, global brands from restaurants and uh, to automakers sometimes roll out some offbeat products to appeal to Chinese tastes in the populous and intensely competitive market. Uh, same thing happens with Hollywood and the NBA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, this is undoubtedly one of them here. The, the Lunch Meat Burger... is made of two slices of Spam, the product of Hormel Foods, LLC, and Mandela's International's Oreo cookies, topped with mayonnaise. Oh, yes. This all sounds all wrong. (laughs) 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 Now, McDonald's said the sandwich was part of a series of Members-only promotions, reported AP. Is what it, kind
1: of a member do you have to be to get that? Is
2: this like one of those special air, airline clubs where you, get, <laughs> I don't know. where you get the special airline food? This is, I mean, I guess this is about what I expect when I think of airline food yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, well, according to the World Health Organization, this may actually pose a bigger threat to the world health than COVID-19. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you're as shocked as I am, though. Um, someone actually still makes spam? I love spam by itself,
1: fried spam.
2: Actually, so I, I mostly don't know Puerto Ricans who yeah. like spam.
1: Sure, I love I love spam.
2: You know. Well, um if this sold in the, this country, McDonald's would not have to worry about anyone breaking into the restaurant to steal any of it. No, sir. No, sir.
1: In fact, I can guarantee I'm not you, going to. No, sir. I can guarantee you though that this one is this story is about the workers at McDonald's, none of them is going to get a chainsaw massacred to protect the fillet of fishes, nor should they. True story where a 26 year old guy named uh, Alice Sweet goes into a McDonald's in Portland, Maine, carrying a chainsaw. Okay, he goes behind the counter, steals a drink and some food while he revved up the saw, then he went out into the parking lot where the manager confronted him and Alice started chasing the manager with the chainsaw. Fortunately, nobody was hurt and Alice was obviously arrested for robbery and several other charges. Now, I think before we judge the guy, we should probably find out how bad they screwed up his order, frankly. Okay, I mean, that's the big thing. I mean, you know, your holiday eating out is going out of control when your first thought is, hmm, McDonald's sounds really great about now.
2: I think this whole thing was really just a stunt to talk about the meat industry. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. I mean, but just imagine what the police had to
1: prepare for in order to disarm a man wielding a chainsaw. Now, the police in this story might have a bit of over-prepared in (laughs) what they're doing.
2: Well, it's like what you say, don't bring a chainsaw to a (laughs) gunfight. An Oregon sheriff's deputy investigating a report of a cheetah on the loose near the Oregon Zoo discovered the reported escaped animal actually was a stuffed toy. <laughs> now, that's... The, the, the Multnomah co- uh, company, or co- uh, County. County Sheriff's Office said a resident of southwest of Portland reported seeing a big cat with spots in the Green Hills neighborhood near the Oregon Zoo. Only this could happen in Portlandia. Exactly. Now, the caller said the animal looked like a cheetah, but did not appear to be aggressive. I imagine not. <laughs> like, <laughs> big cats are not uncommon in this area. Cougars have been spotted in the West Hills periodically over the years, but a possible cheetah, well, this is new for us, the yeah. sheriff's office said, in a Facebook post. Now, the deputy dispatch to the scene contacted the Oregon Zoo, which confirmed all of its animals, including cheetahs were accounted for and safely inside the premises. The deputy said he arrived on the scene and used his ninja-like skills to (laughs) sneak up on the animal. (laughs) Of course, it sat there dumbfounded, and I was able to get so close for a couple of photos. Turns out it was a stuffed animal, the deputy said. Whoops. This reminds me of the time that we, we put a fake snake in the backyard for... For my, my mom yep. to come out where she... Oh, go get the camera. Yep. And then she realizes about five minutes later after taking pictures of it that, <laughs> that it was a fake, <laughs> fake snake. She should know better because we put fake snakes with, in front of my mom that she was in <laughs> now, now, if this cheetah were made of plastic, it may not have looked as lifelike. Uh, unlike plastic food, which you probably don't want to eat, even if you're trying to lose weight. Yeah, well, this happened with this poor uh, sap where you've got
1: 46 tons of lean cuisine baked chicken meals are now being recalled <clears throat> because consumers complained about plastic <clears throat> and the products being sold. Yummy, yummy, okay? So about 92,206 pounds of the meals could be contaminated with extraneous materials, specifically pieces of hard white plastic, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Food Safety Inspection extraneous Service.
2: Extraneous materials is a pretty broad term. Yeah,
1: exactly. So the problem come to light after five complaints about the packaged meals manufactured in September uh, by Nestle. Which believes the plastics were probably pieces of the conveyor belt that broke while they were producing the mashed potatoes, okay? So the the recalled meals involved eight five ounce or eight ounce carton trays of lean cuisine, baked chicken with white meat chicken, stuffing red skin, mashed taters and gravy. So no wonder lean cuisine meals are great for losing weight, you just can't eat
2: them. That's the on <laughs> that right, right. right. right.
1: I mean I mean in lean cuisine's defense, I mean what? Hard white plastic is pretty low in calories i was
2: you know? i was just looking that up i was wondering, maybe that's the trick <laughs> cut you down know. calories by consuming more more filler plastic.
1: yeah more, <laughs> right i mean somebody must have failed in their responsibility to keep this contaminated food from getting packaged up and shipped out to the stores although employees in quality control probably really need to be more ocd about their job i guess that if you have got responsibility ocd that's Maybe not a bad thing. <laughs> I mean, I would assume
2: not, but, but, uh, well. You seem to be pretty responsible, but I can't see you having OCD. I'm a pretty responsible dude. Um, I don't think I've got OCD, though. I would, maybe no? I, I don't know. know. I don't know. I, uh, well, people with responsibility OCD have an overinflated sense of responsibility for the safety of others and often engage in rituals. To protect others from perceived harm. Well, I definitely don't have this. Yeah. Now, a person uh, experiencing responsibility-themed OCD may obsess about the possibility that they have accidentally dropped a wrapper on the street that a young child may pick up and choke on. To prevent this threat, they may avoid carrying anything in their pockets or retrace their steps several times until they are sure they have not dropped anything. Yeah, for me, if someone decides to eat plastic or a wrapper off the side of the road, <laughs> I'm like, they probably deserve it. You deserve it. That's <laughs> right. I deserve mm-hmm. it. That's right. Um, now, responsibility OCD can also include a fear of causing emotional harm or offense to others. A person experiencing responsibility OCD may obsess about the possibility of having to offend um, others with, with their actions or words. Now... For example, here they may ruminate about having potentially uh, offended their boss by the way they worded an email, and will reread the email many times in order to analyze every word. They may also seek reassurance from another person that the email really wasn't offensive.
1: Hmm. I've never heard of responsibility OCD. This, this is the first time hearing about it.
2: Yeah, this is actually the first for me too. So I um. Do you over obsess? No, uh, no. You know. <laughs> I mean I I wish I obsessed more. Yeah, you know. Um I, I now, one one thing I do kind of think um reading a rereading a text and email oftentimes to analyze every bit of word. Sounds like I something I had to do when when I, I was with my ex. Yeah. But I don't think it was a responsibility OCD either. No. I I also believe in personal responsibility. Yes, exactly. Uh, now, have you ever heard of responsibility? I've not heard yeah. of it. No. Nope. I mean, I've not heard of it, you no. know. So, but uh, you think it makes them a more empathetic person? I think it. I, no, no, I think it just makes them a little bit more crazy. Yeah, I do. May, maybe I, a little more stupid. I
1: think. I think maybe they they overthink a little too much,
2: you know. So,
1: so well, <clears throat> I do have a couple of uh, ask Poncho uh, questions which we can give to you, um, and, and this is uh this is something that's kind of an interesting. Bit of advice, you know, uh, that you can give. This is uh, from a guy named Gary, and he says he's asking for help from Pancho Guerrero. He says, "Help! My wife is substituting tips with scratch offs." Okay. I
2: thought I thought it was a tits for a second. No, no, no. It's
1: no, no, no. no I was it's, like, it's I, tips, I, I, I don't
2: see the problem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so Gary writes, "It's possible my wife has lost her mind." Like many other people, our financial situation has taken a hit, and for personal reasons, we try to stay as isolated as possible. This has resulted in a lot of food deliveries, which, of course, really starts to add up. Since the weather got bad, we want to be able to tip extra, but we also are trying to save money. So that's when my wife has this brilliant idea of getting a bunch of $1 scratch-offs. So instead of a bonus for a tip, they get a regular tip, but they then get a scratch-off. Okay, to go along with maybe one or two scratch-off tickets. My wife's logic is it saves us money and potential guilt, and the delivery guy's will have an opportunity to make even more money than the extra buck or two. Now, Gary wants to know, is this a good idea, or is my wife insane?
2: Your wife's insane, Gary. (laughs) 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 The odds of winning the lottery... Or just so you might as well write a tip how to invest wisely instead, <laughs> and be like buy Apple stock. Yeah, um, it's it's uh, yeah she's insane. I, I, what it sounds like you need to do is stop ordering out and just actually cook a meal yourself. There you go. I've got a really good kale, oh, bacon, yeah, it, it apple really is good. salad there. Yeah, and then you can make some. I mean, aptly named hobo. Or mountain pies, we had mountain the, pies, to in the, the, and a, too, a backyard
1: fire. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, pon- uh, we we taught Pancho the the uh, central Pennsylvania, or actually any Pennsylvania, art of making mountain pies, and it turned out to be pretty good.
2: Oh yeah, added with a little mascarpone cheese. That was a yeah. a, a Mrs. Pancho touch.
1: So, so we had mountain pies. She we likes had, to treat us. We with. had kale, and then we had. Um, mac and cheese with uh,
2: pumpkin spice pumpkin
1: spice flavor so it was a well-balanced dinner for tonight <laughs> so now you've got a, a
2: another another uh person asking for some advice oh yeah about mother-in-laws I, I mean i might even have to deal with this at some point my well this, so this is from karen now i'm gonna try my, be- <laughs> my best <laughs> to read right, this karen. with a clean slash i should have read the name last yeah and she says my mother-in-law, I want to see the manager. Yeah, um, I'm kidding. My mother-in-law are, are, and I are feuding about Christmas. Um, now, already, it's hard for me to want to take your side on this, Karen. <laughs> I, I don't know why. <laughs> and my husband and I do not spoil our children, but she does. She's planning to buy them a ton of toys and video games for the holidays. She says grandkids deserve to be spoiled, especially on Christmas. Her reasoning doesn't make any sense. And it's like Halloween. For 364 days of the year, you tell your children never to accept candy from a stranger. But on Halloween, it's okay. My mother-in-law needs to be in line with how we raise our kids. She says, kids who aren't spoiled are neglected and missing out on fun. We're trying to teach them to be thankful for what they have and not what they don't have. Whose side are you on? Whoa! Whoa! Karen! Okay! Hold oh, back! <laughs> calm yourself down <laughs> you don't want to be a stereotype um i mean and
1: remember you have a kid too so what's going to happen if the in-laws are to spoiling babysitter Pancho?
2: i well i don't i don't see them spoiling him to that degree i don't know um i mean Grank, how close do you live you know if you only if, if, if you're far away and they only get to see the grandparents once or twice a year then it makes it a fun experience and, and a good thing but there are limits to that so just there's a certain middle co- ground common sense right? right right you know you Halloween isn't just taking from from a stranger you you know you can tell them like oh well this is one so, year where everyone does this uh, it's so say, you're them, overthinking. Let you her think. spoil the kids, in other words, right? But not over I don't know. There's a good line. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They, grand grandparents are supposed to be able to do that, I think. But but if they're going way overboard, then um, I don't know. I, I think that there there is within reason. So I don't. I don't really have enough information, Karen. But but it sounds like. <laughs> I, I, it's, I don't, it's hard for me to take your side when you, <laughs> with your Halloween comment there. Yeah, because yeah, right. Sometimes it's just good to have fun.
1: Yeah. All right. Okay. So you ready for your uh, your games? Oh my goodness. All right. All right. So, yeah, he has to he has to not look at the screen. We're sharing our screen here. All right. So all right. Let me get the microphone situated over here and we're going to play our our games now let's see what we want to do first let's do golf course or rehab all right okay golf course or rehab i'll give you the the name of a business and no help from mrs poncho okay so i don't mind some help from ms poncho all right are you ready this is oakwood springs in oklahoma city oklahoma golf course or rehab
2: Um, Oklahoma Springs. Oakwood Springs. Oakwood Springs. Oh, yeah. Oakwood. Uh, Well, springs are life giving. (laughs) I think that this is probably a rehab. It
1: is a rehab. Correct. Next one The Preserve in Van Cleve,
2: Mississippi. You flee to the Cleve when you want to hit some balls. That's a golf course. It is a golf course. Correct. Number three
1: Prairie View in Carmel, Indiana
2: miss poncho what do you think about this one repeat
1: that
2: golf course or rehab prairie view in carmel indiana golf course
1: she, she says golf course what we're you going say? with golf
2: course it is a golf course all oh, right she never fails me that's right <laughs> except when she does <laughs> which never all right. happens
1: that num- number four lake hills oasis in somerset kentucky i think that's a rehab yeah, Rehab. That is a Rehab. Oasis. That is right. Correct. And the last
2: one, Harmony Ridge in Walker, West Virginia. Harmony Ridge. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with rehab, rehab on this one again. Yeah, but uh, that is a Rehab. Oh, right. this is a first for me. A perfect score across the board.
1: I'm impressed. All right. So we go from that to Porn Star or Weatherman. Your first one is A.J. Colby.
2: Alright. Well, Miss Sponsor, you're not allowed to do well on this one, so <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say this is a weatherman. It is a weatherman from Cleveland, Ohio.
1: Correct. The next one, Logan McCree. Um,
2: I think that this could also be a weatherman. He's a porn star. Ooh. No. The next pretty one pretty weird is, porn star name. I know. The next one is Steve Sippel. <laughs> I there's something about yeah, Siple. there's something about that, but I, I don't I can't think of any in, innuendo for the word siple. I'm thinking <laughs> this must be a weatherman. He's a weatherman, correct? The next one is Colton Ford. I, I just like what Sipple rhymes with. <laughs> <laughs> with a name like Colton I think this this one's gotta be a porn star it is a porn star yeah it's such a porn star that's right and the last
1: one is Johnny Hazard Johnny oh my gosh that has to be a porn star even even Mrs. Poncho said that's a porn star that is correct absolutely the next category (laughs) strip club or daycare so this will be see how Mrs. Poncho does on this. Oh part. yeah, no, this is she. will She's probably got these mother instincts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, the first one: little angels in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I hope it's a daycare. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, go, Day- we'll go daycare. She hasn't steered me wrong yet. Daycare, it is. See, the key is the name <laughs> plus where they're located. See, that's the thing. The next one is the playground in Great Falls, Montana.
2: Um, hmm. That might not be a daycare. <laughs> <laughs> she says no daycare. That's a strip club. So,
1: that's strip club. It is a strip club. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm. <laughs> the next one is she, called the Playhouse in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. That's
2: also a strip club. Strip club it says.
1: is a strip oh, club. Oh, she's good.
2: <laughs> wow, I should not have been like inviting you to the club. to this Yeah, story. right, right. <laughs> All right. Number four, Playmates in Miami, Florida. Oh, with yeah. Miami, that's a red herring, I think, because Miami, <laughs> for sure, has got to be a strip club. Yeah. It is a strip club. That is correct. And finally, Ladybird
1: Academy in Oviedo, California. Oviedo, Florida. That sounds like Florida, yeah. Yeah,
2: that's got to be a daycare. That's a daycare.
1: It is a daycare. Very oh my gosh, good. are we gonna
2: are we gonna go full? A perfect score. I don't on this know. One. This, this is good. You're doing very well this
1: time. All right. Next category, steakhouse or a gay bar. All right. We're we're going to money ball this one. <laughs> okay. First one is Golden Steer in Forest Park, Illinois. Hmm. Golden Steer in Forest Park, Illinois. Steakhouse or gay bar? Steakhouse or gay bar? Steakhouse. So they're saying steakhouse. It is a steakhouse. Oh, she's so
2: good. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I don't even have to think about these now. I yes. just have to ask Miss Poncho. The next one is the well, Brass Why aren't we asking her yeah. the, the Ask we Mrs. Poncho segment? We should probably Because do her this. answers that's are right. guaranteed to be correct. Then you're so, ruin the the, now. the next one, the Brass Rail in
1: Minneapolis, Minnesota. The Brass Rail, I Minneapolis. I, I'm, Minnesota.
2: I'm thinking of a gay bar, too.
1: It is a gay bar. That is correct. Absolutely. All right. This next one is MJ's on Jefferson in Dayton, Ohio. MJ's on Jefferson in Dayton, Ohio. Steakhouse or gay bar? Depends if it stands for Michael Jackson or Michael Jordan. (laughs) MJ's on Jefferson.
0: Uh, Steakhouse?
2: She says steakhouse. We're going.
1: It is a gay bar. Oh, my <laughs> yes, they serve a
2: different kind of. Thing That's so. right.
1: Here's one: Brownstone Lounge in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Br-
2: Brownstone. <laughs> 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 <Gay bar? laughs> okay. What? Gay bar. Uh, gay bar. It is a gay bar. Whoa. That is correct.
1: Uh, <laughs> and the last one is Dino and Harry's in Hoboken, New Jersey.
2: I'm thinking that's got to be a. No, I'm saying a steakhouse. We'll see who's right. Uh, it is a steakhouse. Yeah, okay, right. there it is. Mm.
1: And our favorite one, last but not least, fake news or Florida. <laughs> I'll read a headline, and you tell me whether you think it's fake news or it's actually Florida. Okay. Okay. So now, now Mrs. Poncho was a native Floridian. Oh yeah, she's born and raised. Okay, so this uh, this should be good. <clears throat> First one says. A Pensacola woman was fired from her doggy daycare job after being caught smoking marijuana in an enclosed playpen with a group of dogs. (laughs) Fake news
2: or Florida? Florida. She says Florida. Now, I think that this sounds too much like Florida that it's actually fake news. It (laughs) is. Too believable. Fake news. Oh yeah. <laughs> Alright. There's a trick to this one. That's right. If it sounds too likely, it's it's fake news. <laughs> if it sounds wildly unbelievable, it's Florida. Alright, the next one. A Marion County burglary suspect
1: wearing nothing but boxers hit a cop in the face with a Bible. Fake news or Florida?
2: I feel like I've heard
1: about that one. I think that's I think that's Florida. Florida that is florida that is correct all right the next one an ocala man was arrested after throwing a live baby alligator into a walmart when they refused to let him in without a face mask fake news or florida
2: (laughs) i want to believe it so florida (laughs) i I think this is fake news i think this sounds like someone who wants to make something very florida (laughs) it is fake
1: news oh yeah (laughs) Alright, number four. A Florida Highway Patrol canine found drugs in a Brooksville man taco in a Brook, Brooksville's man's taco dinner kit. A Florida Highway Patrol canine found drugs in a Brooksville man's taco dinner kit. Fake news or Florida?
2: This is definitely Florida. Okay, Florida. It is Florida. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it, this is this is uh, this segment's my bread and butter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, the Santa Rosa man dressed up as the Grim Reaper and went to the beach to scare people away. Fake news or Florida?
2: I could see that being Florida. It's a little mild for Florida, but yeah, we'll say it Florida. It is indeed yeah. Florida. That I mean, is correct. So. <laughs> so, very
1: good. You did very well, I'd say. <laughs> I think having Mrs. Poncho here was probably a good omen.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, she was great until she got to the fake news of Florida. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and now, from the news desk called Insane St. Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review so our our, our weekend review will be a, a two-man news team
2: you oh yeah, yeah this is uh your weekly correspondent. that's right that's right
1: so that so so your your insane weekend in review with with your uh two two co-anchors here so the first story the the fda ruled that the moderna vaccine is safe 94 percent effective which cleared the way for the second covid vaccine to hit the market man these vaccines are showing up fast. I definitely think with whoever was left in charge of shipping them should take care of our Christmas shopping. You know, I mean that would take care of the, all that. If you order this stuff vaccine off of Etsy, though, it would probably would arrive between December twenty third and February the eighth of twenty twenty two.
2: Or, or you would have your the whole thing delayed until Etsy paid the the vendor, or you had to cancel the order so you could order through their their private exactly. services. Exactly. Uh, had an issue with that just That's a month right. ago. Um, well, political insiders believe Ivanka Trunk could run for Senate in Florida during the 2022 elections. It's so serious, they're already working on nicknames for her opponents. Yes, Ivanka's running for Senate, and Don Jr.'s running a 5K. Yeah,
1: really. And the first of uh, Ford's 2021 electric Mustangs have hit the road, but if you get an electric Ford Mustang, you'll also need a Dodge Charger get it get it because the, okay okay i'll stop the car puns immediately because you know they're wheely bad you know okay we can be thankful most shows don't even know about the electric mustang but i'm really plugged in see okay sorry about all the electric car jokes but i needed an outlet
2: <laughs> well you're you're still charging it with coal depending
1: <laughs> on the, depending on what part
2: of the state that you're <laughs> plugging that into <laughs> a new survey found that undergoing surgery on the surgeon's birthday leads to a higher risk of death. You know, it's bad when the surgeon asks the nurse for a margarita. <laughs> Long story short, never get a surgery from a guy with the hiccups, uh, especially if he brings a naughty nurse in with him. Hello? Oh, <laughs> nurse! The Wisconsin wealth officials issued their annual warning against the holiday tradition of eating raw meat sandwiches, otherwise known as tiger meat, and cannibal sandwiches. Mmm, sounds... Uh, tasty. Sounds, yeah. Uh, now, they're cracking down this year, finally. The police were having a stakeout. Get it? Yeah, nice. Now, raw meat sandwiches are
1: especially dangerous if you got a bun in the oven. You know what I'm saying. Speaking of uh, cannibal sandwiches, two cannibals find a dead body. They can't. They, they decide to split it. Okay. One guy starts at the head. The other guy starts at the feet, and they meet in the middle. So they start chewing away. And five minutes, uh, the guy at the head says, "Hey, how you doing down there?" And the buddy says, "Oh, I'm having a ball." And his friend says, "Slow down. You're eating too fast."
2: Oh, 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 oh no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Campus police were called to investigate a drawing of a penis on a whiteboard that was right outside a dorm at Missouri Missouri State University. Well, that sounds like any kind of high school classroom (laughs) I've ever been in. Now, there was a decent-sized penis on the whiteboard. Uh, Well, that's that's good for the whiteboard, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, (laughs) If it was nothing compared to the penis on the blackboard... (laughs) uh, (laughs) No. They don't. They don't call Missouri the Show Me State for a, for or nothing. nothing. <laughs> There's a high rate of penis drawings in the fall. Yeah. That's probably because that's when school picks back up. Yeah. Right. Now that uh, usually does shrink during the winter though. <laughs> 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 Most of the campus is on lockdown. <laughs> but for, first they had COVID nineteen. Now they have COVID six and a half. You're Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The, the, the <laughs> Anyway, the next movie night on the, the common area will be showing Shaft. <laughs> uh, as of now, police have no suspects. Uh, pro- my, probably an 18-year-old or 19-year-old or boy... <laughs> Uh, If not a 12-year-old boy. Now, witnesses did say they saw a man leaving the area with a suspicious package. Yes, indeed.
1: (laughs) And then there's the Russian President Vladimir Putin congratulating Joe Biden on his election win, saying that, well, he's ready to work together on their shared goals. And Joe wrote a letter back thanking Mr. Gorbachev. Actually, he sent the entire email and then the subject line.
2: <laughs> all caps. <laughs> he replied all to it also. Now, an Australian bride claims she wore a vibrator on her wedding day at the, that was controlled by her husband in order to calm her nerves. Well, the priest knew something was up during the vows when he asked do you take this man? And she was like, I'll take any man right now. <laughs> this gives all all new meaning to the organist playing, here comes the bride. <laughs> oh, now this turns out that there were two organs playing. <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> no, although it <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, oh, although it made things a little awkward during the father-daughter <laughs> dance, <laughs> there wasn't a dry eye in the house when they danced to their wedding song. Good vibrations. <laughs> She's the only bride to put put her wedding photos on OnlyFans.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, was that, <laughs> that was. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs>
1: Zack Snyder says his director's cut of Justice League could hit theaters in 2021. It'll be rated R because Batman drops an F-bomb on the screen. Of course, for comic book nerds, the F-bomb stands for female. You know, I mean, actually, every Batman fan dropped a real F-bomb and Ben Affleck got hired to play Batman.
2: <laughs> That's true. Let, <laughs> let alone, uh, what what is his new name? Patrick, uh, not Patrick, Robert pa- Patterson. Oh, yeah, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> Well, Raven's quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Jackson, Oh, well, here we go. Uh, Left-wing cable news networks like MSNBC and CNN are said to be worried about their ability to attract viewers now that Donald Trump is leaving the stage. Trump was huge for ratings. Huge. 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 (laughs) Under his presidency, MSNBC and CNN became two of the highest-rated comedy channels in the world. (laughs) Uh, just like our favorite comedians, Bill Clinton and uh That's right. Now they like um, they like Biden, but he doesn't do as much press. Uh, yeah. No, plus it, it takes extra time to translate his words to English. Yeah, especially
1: those, the, the, whoever the pony soldier he was talking mm. about that time, you know, whatever. But, well, the Ravens quarterback, Lamar Jackson, is denying accusations from fans that he ran into the locker room to go number two during the team's win over the Cleveland Browns during a Monday night football game. Now, maybe he was number one. I don't know. And they were running a no-puddle offense. You know, I have no idea. Jackson says, though, he was being hydrated for cramps. Apparently, they left him feeling down in the dumps. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, he's home
2: now watching his favorite TV show, The Deuce. The deuce, eating grasshoppers. Yeah. Indiana P- Mayor Pete Buttigieg. But, Buttigieg. Buttigieg. I know, I just like to say it that way. Uh, Buttigieg. Has, has been named Transportation Secretary by Joe Biden, which is ironic because he doesn't look like he's old enough to drive. <laughs> <laughs> now, although, during his time as mayor, he did take taxpayers for a ride. Oh, yes,
1: he did indeed. And then there's the study from Norway that found that kids who play sports experience lower levels of depression. Now, that's because these days everybody gets a trophy. See, that's how that works. I mean, the study found that the the physical activity from sports was the key to avoiding depression. Unfortunately, the number one sport for kids these days is Fortnite.
2: Esports. Yes. New Yorkers woke up to a major snowfall that brought over 12 inches to some parts of the state. Normally, this is a disaster for the morning commute, yeah. but these days, most workers are commuting to their living room. Right. you got to be careful about uh, building a snowman. CDC will fine you if he doesn't have a mask. That's right.
1: And New York City announced that the Times Square ball drop will take place without spectators for the first time since 1907. It's all good, you know, because Jets fans have been watching
2: the ball drop all year, frankly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, now Mariah Carey's All I want for Christmas is you has returned to the top mm-hmm. of the hundred uh, the hot 100 charts after being streamed 812 times last week. Mm. If you're excited about this, <laughs> chances are you don't work in retail yes exactly. Those poor folks have heard this song so many times all they want for Christmas is a bullet and a gun
1: <laughs> and make it quick. Milwaukee Bucks have signed Giannis. Anticonupo. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Antikotonupupo or whatever. He's getting 228 million dollars for a 5-year contract super max extension. The the fans are psyched, but that's because they haven't seen the new beer prices yet, you know. He he couldn't be reached for comment because he was uh, calling every girl who ever rejected him in high school. <clears throat> you know, 228 million bucks, man. And that works out for a dollar for every time you get autocorrected when you try to text anti tokonupo. <laughs>
2: did, did you call him
1: anti-cacapupo? Uh, something like that. I don't know.
2: <laughs> Arkansas-based Tyson Foods has hired seven top managers after they placed... fired place- them. Oh, I'm sorry. They fired seven top managers after they placed bets on how many workers would get the coronavirus at a chicken plant in Waterloo, Iowa. <laughs> yeah. The managers were shocked. They were like... What are the odds of this happening? (laughs) (laughs) They asked for their jobs back, but Tyson gave them the bird and not the edible kind.
1: Yes, yes. And then there was a study by Frontiers in Psychology that found that people enjoy taking selfies but not seeing them online. It's, you know, kind of like sending someone a picture of your junk. You know, you enjoy doing it, but not if they put it online. I mean, heck, in my day, a selfie was what you did when you
2: couldn't get a date. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Now, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is going to keep restaurants open for indoor dining despite the surging pandemic in an effort to protect the industry from more economic damage. He hasn't yet ruled on Florida's bigger hospitality industry, which is cooking meth. Yeah. Now, as, uh, as of now, it's still indoor-outdoor, but it could change. Yeah, it could, <clears throat> yeah. And
1: uh, Joe Biden's 33-year-old niece, Caroline Biden, recently pled guilty to DUI, but won't see a day behind bars after she negotiated a plea deal with the Montgomery County District Attorney. Now, you know she's definitely a Biden when she commits a heinous crime and gets away with it. I mean, her blood test was positive for, what, uh, carisop- carisoprotol? and lorazepam, along with a bunch Lurazepam. of lorazepam or whatever, whatever they call it along with all those other drugs i mean geez between caroline's popping pills and hunter smoking crack and joe taking viagra the biden's are a mess joe was asked to comment on and he responded i have a niece
2: that's also known as a florida variety pack <laughs> <laughs> Planning to make a resolution for 2021? You you might want to try something besides losing weight. A new survey finds that the average person sets a goal to eat healthier four times each month and follows through with none of them. Yeah, Yeah, instead of the – instead, um, they get a Burger King – get Burger King four times each week. Yeah. Uh, This is also great news for gym regulars, mainly because these are some of the same people who signed up to work um, out in January and are back in the hostess aisle of the grocery store by February. That's right. Absolutely. And the beloved 70-year-old Taco Bell worker who's been working
1: at the same Florida location for the last 20 years was brought to tears when he was given this massive tip. Uh, Usually, though, when you hear a story about Taco Bell and a massive tip, it refers to a turtle head poking out of the You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Joe Joe DeCiccio, I think is his name, known as the drive-through as Taco Bell Joe. He received a six thousand ninety-five dollar check from a local group. Now, hopefully. He doesn't spend it on any of the Taco Bell food because, well, he'll be spending the rest of it on toilet paper and baby wipes. You, know? mm,
2: that's, you need a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> McDonald's is reportedly planning to debut a spam burger topped with crushed Oreos in China. This sounds absolutely appalling, but everyone around the world is just happy it's not a Bat Burger. <laughs> Although, who knows, this is uh, so absolutely disgusting, it could very well bring about COVID-21. <laughs> uh, McDonald's fans around the world are truly stunned. They can't believe the franchise created something more grotesque than the McRib. Ooh, yeah, that's right. And just two weeks after it was
1: announced, China it was developing biologically enhanced super soldiers. Obviously not coming from the Spam Burger, I can tell you that. But France has joined the fray now in creating Terminator troops that can be bred to kill. But don't worry. Knowing the French, these super soldiers will immediately surrender. Now, the French seek to improve physical, cognitive, perceptive, and psychological capacities. No word if they're working on a creative super deodorant for the soldiers, though, see. It's truly a stunning development in France. Frankly, the only way I'd be more shocked would be if the France started showering daily.
2: Ah, yes. (laughs) Netflix has renewed its popular romance drama series, Virgin River, for a a 10-episode third season. If you've ever heard of the show, then congratulations. The contemporary romance story is centered on a nurse practitioner's recent move to the remote California town of Virgin River. With a town name like that, you'd think the story would be about 30-year-olds who still play video games at their parents' house. Yeah, the romance series is set in California. It's going to be so weird when all the sex scenes feature couples six feet apart. it would be kind of difficult, true.
1: And finally, Saturday Night Live announced Jim Carrey will not be returning as Joe Biden. Yeah, all of SNL's seven viewers were so disappointed, you know. It's really a shame because Jim seems to make such a great Biden. I mean, not because he looks like him, but rather he is just like Joey. is no longer there mentally. Mm. I would agree, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. And not a bad deal, not not a bad job on the news here.
2: But it is fun watching the reruns still, just like Joe Biden and Jim Carrey. Exactly. Underneath
3: this genius, I'm simply a human.
1: It's like a caveman thing or
3: something. And now this week's a genius
1: award. And we've got our final segment with the Genius Awards. And once again, we'll do a tag-team match here between me and Pancho Guero, coming to you from lovely Florida here this time. So, our first Genius Award, well, let's just say if it, it has all the makings of a dangerous situation involving an apparent knife attack on a woman. Now, it's the father of this Wisconsin woman hurriedly reported or to the authorities, she sent in this text saying she was being stabbed. Now, the Winnebago County Dispatch Center contacted Manesha police, and eight officers were sent to the woman's apartment. He indicated his daughter was being stabbed, possibly by a live-in boyfriend. He provided the address to check on. The Manesha police officer, Nick Olezak reports this. Officers were positioned outside the apartment when, to everyone's surprise, the woman shows up. Turns out she hadn't been stabbed at all. She was not feeling well and went to a clinic in Anina to be tested for COVID-19. She sent a text to her dad to let him know she was being swabbed.
2: <laughs> <clears throat>
1: yes. But she sent it without noticing that the autocorrect changed swabbed to stabbed. She said, it was all fine. It was a big misunderstanding, she says. So <laughs> imagine being the live-in boyfriend and having your girlfriend's dad think you stabbed her. You know, Christmas dinner would be even more awkward than the post-election Thanksgiving get-together,
2: you know? So now I know what you really think about me.
1: That's right. Auto-correct on your phone really can be so frustrating. Yeah. You know, all, all the... You, you know what I'm ducking, ducking about, right? Ducking, talking about. <laughs>
2: yeah, okay. Well, then there's a Tijuana man who smuggled more than 300 pounds of protected sea cucumbers into the United States... Well, was sentenced to six months in custody by a federal judge in San Diego. Uh, now, I think if you're ever dealing with sea cucumbers, you should probably always use protection. You probably should. <laughs> now, according to the uh, court documents, 52-year-old John James Torres drove into the United States at the Ote Mesa port of entry with 101 undeclared packages of sea cucumbers concealed in the bed of his pickup truck. Is that your sea cucumbers or are you just happy to see me? (laughs) It's a classic. (laughs) Now, uh, these cucumbers, which are protected under the um, Convention of International Trade and Endangered Species, require a certificate of origin and import and slash export licenses from sites and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service for lawful importation none of which Torres possessed. The value of the cucumbers exceeded $60,000. Now, Torres, who was ordered to surrender to the authorities (laughs) to begin his sentence, was also ordered to pay $10,000 in restitution to the Mexican government as compensation for the loss of its natural uh, resources. Smuggling sea cucumbers got this guy in big trouble. Yeah, now he's in quite the pickle. Mmm, yes. Uh, The real story here is that there's something called a sea cucumber. What the heck is that? Something you you put in your tuna salad? I don't know. Maybe Mrs. Poncho knows something about sea cucumbers. No. No, she
1: knows nothing. Okay. So, well, here's a Massachusetts native who is now living in Florida. He got himself arrested for allegedly battering a partially disabled victim who disagreed with the defendant about liking teams from Boston. Police charged that 59-year-old Jeffrey Randall engaged the victim in an argument about sports teams from Boston while the men were inside Randall's in Saint Peter at the St. Petersburg residence. Now, when the victim disagreed with Randall about liking teams from Boston, Randall became physically aggressive and pushed the victim twice in the chest. And the victim was partially disabled and was unable to defend himself, according to what the sheriff's deputy reported. So uh, Randall, arrested on a misdemeanor battery charge, was then released from the county jail on his own recognizance, Randall's rap sheet includes convictions for theft, trespassing, disorderly intoxication, and probate violation. So he beats some beats somebody up who is unable to defend themselves. He enjoys pro sports so much, he's just starting to act like the players, I guess. You know? It gives Boston <laughs> sports fans a bad name.
2: But... Let's just leave the violence to the Philly fans. Why don't we? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But what about this? An intoxicated minor who was driving with a loaded AR 15 rifle in his lap told police that he carried the assault weapon because he, quote unquote, has seen crazy stuff since moving to Florida from Alabama. Mm. Now, police report that 20 year old Caleb Kleiss was involved in a traffic altercation while driving his 2016 Volkswagen near his Clearwater apartment. A witness told cops that Kleiss had the barrel of the AR-15 sticking out of his vehicle's driver's side window. At one point, Kleiss lifted the weapon off his lap and pointed it out the window. When police located Kleiss, he was standing near his car, which was parked and running outside a laundromat. Kleiss was reportedly highly intoxicated after being, um, well, after being read his rights. Kleiss reportedly told police that he carried the AR-15 for quote-unquote self-defense. Because he has seen crazy stuff since moving to Florida. <laughs> Haven't we all, class? He is—he was charged with drunk driving, improper exhibition of a dangerous weapon, and using a firearm while under the influence. His excuse seems bogus, except if you live in Florida. Of course. Where his excuse sounds totally reasonable. <laughs> now, the, the kid moved to Florida and immediately started drunk driving from an AR-15, so... Yeah, I don't really see the issue because he immediately fit right into with everyone else. Of course, he makes a perfectly good model yeah. Florida citizen here, when in Rome. Know?
1: Yeah, you know. Of course, you gotta check this out here. A human rights group leader's pants falls down during an appearance with a Croatian president in Zagreb, the country's capital. Ivan Zvonimir Sisak was president of the Croatian Helsinki Committee for Human Rights, quickly pulled his pants right back up from his ankles during this photo shoot with the country's first female president, Kolinda Grabar Kitarovic. Now the two were at an event leading to the International Human Rights Day and Grabar Kitarovic seemed to have kept completely a straight face during the entire slip-up at least in the pictures that can be seen online. Definitely was an unusual place for an incident like this to occur. Usually, representatives' pants only come down on Epstein Island. Of course, it's not too surprising that this happened at an event for International Human Rights Day. You know, the man was clearly trying to help people by pitching a big stimulus package.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the one that you'll never get. Um, And also... uh uh, some people tend to exaggerate the size of their stimulus oh, package. No, that's exactly right. <laughs> no, exactly. You'll never believe a Florida high school teacher is being investigated over allegations that he watched porn during a virtual class after a former student posted a clip of the lesson online. 53-year-old Michael Brycek who teaches social sciences at south broward high in hollywood appeared to be sitting at a desk looking down as a woman apparently screamed in ecstasy <laughs> saying oh my god during a virtual class <laughs> now um, i'm not going to try to uh, impersonate what that would have sounded like <laughs> uh, a person oh, I mean, i'm sorry, a former student at the school posted the footage of brisek from his global perspectives and research class uh, which is part of it, its college-level Cambridge International program at the school. Now, district officials launched a probe into the video. Brasic, who was, uh, has worked for the district for 20 years at about $56,000 a year, has not been reassigned but isn't teaching this week due to midterms. This guy's supposed to be teaching social sciences, but apparently he's looking at sex ed instead. Mm, yes, yes. Uh, if he wanted to change posi- well, if, you, if he wants to change positions, it seems like uh, just yeah. like the people in the video he was yeah, watching. That's right. <laughs> it's, Try a new position. <laughs> it's um. Well, this this has been a tough year for virtual events. There's been so many people caught naked, masturbating, or watching porn, you'd think everyone was streaming the, from Epstein Island. You'd
1: think that, anyway, at least. And, and being hosted by Bill Clinton, you know, one or the other. Then, one more here. We have a group of parents in Ohio. They're facing charges after allowing 60 maskless kids to embark on a party bus for a 14-year-old's birthday party. Cops witnessed the party bus from downtown Cincinnati stop in front of the Hilltop Shopping Center in Mount Mount Healthy about 9.50 p.m. Several kids who weren't wearing masks getting off without doing any social distancing. Several fights broke out between the kids. One even tried to hit a police officer. Police said that the bus driver fled the scene as the cops tried to get the kids to social distancing. Distance and call their parents. Police said that they have identified the parents responsible for renting the party bus and that they will all face charges. Parents, it is your responsibility to manage your children, police said in the statement. Now, there's just no excuse not to wear masks because, well, they weren't even drinking or anything. Yeah, I mean, these kids are too young to drink Corona, but of course, not too young to catch it, you know. Uh, of course, on another note, <clears throat> a, a bus full of, what, 60 to 40 uh 60 14 year olds sounds like hell on earth you might say of course if i were writing in there i wouldn't wear a mask either because i'd want to die <laughs> you know in any case so if you happen to know somebody who could benefit from all this stupidity of others well then share this podcast with them since you know listening to all this buffoonery in my stupid world is so addicting you can also click subscribe so you can always have a new episode to enjoy when it is published. And of course, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, even if you have to lie a little bit. Okay? It gives the idea that people actually listen. Okay? So now, just let me conclude on this passing thought as I come to you from the wonderful sunshine state of Pancho Guerrero, my insane Florida nephew. If I said something, or if Pancho said something to upset you, we're blaming it on 2020 and totally excusing ourselves.
2: Excuse myself.
1: Yes. You know, this podcast would not be possible without sources of stupidity. Thanks to the talented writers from folks at A List Comedy, Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network and The Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit InsaneEricLane.com.